This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome, mother lovers, to another episode of Last Call at McLaren's, the best damn How I Met Your Mother podcast on the internet. That's I am cool. your host, Josh, <laughs> here with my best bud, John. How you doing, man? What is up, everybody? I don't know what everybody's up to, but I know what I'm up to, and that's enjoying some How I Met Your Mother. You know, I was enjoying it this morning. I rewatched the episode. Like, I watched this episode three times just nice. to be ready for this episode. Uh and I realized something about this episode that makes me so happy. Okay. Without like starting to start the episode already, what is the name of this episode? World's Greatest Couple. It's about me and you, bro. You know it. What? I mean, name a couple that has been together 20-some years like you and I, has gone through thick and thin like you and I, and we can even finish each other's sentences sometimes. It's true. Like it's true. Play let's let, let's play a game right now. What's in my cup? Vodka. <laughs> I mean, no. they say it's five o'clock somewhere. I mean, if I was gonna be drinking, it would be a cool beer, bro. I'm not gonna go straight liquor. In a cup, though. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm, I might put beer in a cup. I can be sophisticated sometimes. That would be funny to see you drink a beer out of a like coffee mug. That would be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new form of depression right there. That's, that's something. But yes, welcome, folks, <laughs> to Last Call at McLaren's. We are covering Season 2, Episode 5, World's Greatest Couple. Oh yeah. That's right. That's right. We are we are in the thick of the the whole Marshall Lily breakup still, you know. They're not together. Things are kind of they're doing their own separate stuff. And and I have a lot to say about Marshall's uh kind of emotional experience that he's having in this episode uh, and how Robin and Ted bother me. Throughout it, so but we'll get to that as we there. As we there's a on. yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it as we get there. Yeah, so because like as I rewatched it, I'm like, because we have just you know reviewed the last four episodes throughout this breakup. There's a lot to say about the way they're acting. Uh, well, I mean, him. there's a lot to say about how they act anyway, and I mean that's, that's just without going too much into the episode. And it, okay, well, so let's parallel. I, I made the joke at the beginning of this. This episode's about me and you. How many times have you and I went for breakfast? Oh, absolutely. How we, many times we, have we you and I went to, brunched it up? 
how many times have you and I went to concerts together? Oh yeah, man, absolutely. So does that make what we do gay? No, exactly. yeah, because that's a big thing that that bothered me about the way that they treated Marshall throughout uh, Marshall throughout this. It's just like, why can't a couple of bros just hang out and, and do some stuff? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I understand. Like, this was fifteen years ago. Maybe people felt differently, but people still are stupid like this. And no matter if it was fifteen years ago or fifteen minutes ago, if you want to go to brunch, go to fucking brunch, man. And that's what I'm saying. There is no harm with two people. I mean, even also, platonically also, friend. dude wants to like a unicorn, fucking like a unicorn. Yeah, that's I was just, I, just saying. You know how, like, if you could take a scene and you could recreate a scene ever, anytime, ever, and like they talk about, like, how would you recreate it? Yeah. I would recreate that scene with Deadpool kicking the door open <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds, like, in Ryan Reynolds' character, just being like, "How dare you!" You are a horrible person, Ted Mosby, and it just walks away. That would be awesome. I would love that so very much. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, there is no, unfortunately, no Deadpool in this episode, but we will trudge on nonetheless. Oh, fuck. So we are on, like I said, season two, episode five, World's Greatest Couple, originally aired on October 16th of 2006, directed by Pamela Fryman, written Ooh. by Brenda... Hasue, I've never been out. I don't know how to pronounce her name, and every time she's come up, I feel like I'm butchering her last name. Brenda H. I don't know. Uh, this is her third of five total episodes that she does throughout the series. Uh, she later this season will write uh, how, how Lily Stole Christmas, which Ooh, is a good episode. It I'm is. Excited, excited to how, talk about So how that. do you say her name? I say Hasui because it's, it's H H. H S U E H, and I have no idea how Fair. to pronounce that. Anytime you say her name, that's what I'm going to say now. Gesundheit. Fair. There will only be two more times, so get I'll it in get while you can. I get it. Uh, so the uh, summary, the very, very, I, I really, I, I keep saying this, but I, I really feel like I need to start just writing these myself. But the the given summary for this episode reads: uh, Things get weird when Lily moves in with Barney. Marshall's relationship with Brad gets out of hand. Yeah. That's a horrible synopsis for this episode. <laughs> There's nothing even about the C storyline. About... You want to know what's funny? Part of me doesn't want to start <clears throat> writing my own just because I want to see how ridiculously bad these summaries continue to be. I mean, it's it's like this for a lot of shows I've noticed. Like, you know, I'm currently doing my first watch through on Castle. Yeah. And some of the fucking synopsis for Castle are the same way, where it's like, uh, <laughs> I recently just started season seven, and it's like, oh, um, Beckett and Castle's honeymoon might be interrupted. No fucking shit. <laughs> After seven seasons, you don't think I think they're just going to go on a honeymoon and everything's going to be okay? Fuck you. I watch TV. <laughs> Yeah, now maybe if this was like the first season, sure. Sure, right? you could believe that maybe nothing's going to happen. But come on, seven in, yeah, you know something's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> also, by uh, the way, people, Castle, good show. Check it out. We are not doing Castle podcast, though. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So the episode opens with future Ted talking about how Barney, he's like an enigma. Specifically, 
because of uh, for a long time, none of them had seen his apartment none. until one day. And then we flash to Lily and Barney in bed together and they both freak out. Well, I mean, uh, in all fairness, he freaks out first and her freak out is in reaction to his freak out. That is true. So I found going back through and right, because I, I, I also watched this episode like three times um, going back through and rewatching it after watching it the first time. I find it interesting that he says none of them had seen his apartment until one until this moment. So why the fuck does Ted have a spare key? I know I'm jumping ahead, but yeah, I mean, I thought like, about that too. He has a spare key, but he's never been there. I don't know. I just it seemed a little maybe it's odd. in case of an emergency thing. Maybe, but you'd think he'd at least like sneak a peek, man. I don't know if if Barney's such an enigma. You got a key to his apartment. You telling me Ted ain't gonna just sneak over there real quick, just <laughs> like take a look around, see what's happening. Right? I mean, I would. I don't know. If you had a secret apartment that I'd never seen and you gave me a key to it, I'd totally be all up in that joint. I mean, usually I just give you a key to my apartments anyway. I'd be using your toilet, taking a nap on your bed. You know, whatevs. Raiding the fridge. All Though things you do at my normal apartment. <laughs> Though with Barney, raiding the fridge ain't going to do you any good. All right. So after the freak out, we jump back two weeks. Uh, Ted and Robin are visiting Lily at her new apartment. The, the really tiny apartment that we have seen uh, over the last couple of episodes. Uh, we got a purple outfit alert. Robin wearing purple in, in this scene. I did notice that. Interesting thing. She is also wearing purple at the end of the episode. Ooh, see that one snuck past her. As well as Barney is wearing purple at the end of the episode. That, he's also wearing purple when uh, they, he gets dressed to go out. Oh, was he? Because I know that he was wearing a lot of different. He he wore so many different yeah, things in this episode. He did. We were so crazy. But yeah, a lot of purple going on here, John. Yeah, Boy. a lot of purple. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, knowing <laughs> what we know now, did I ever send you the link to that video? I think so. Yeah. If not, I'm going to send it to you again today just to make sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, knowing what we know now about the purple yellow theory. Mm. yeah it's just slow they're they're trying i feel like they're just trying to tell us that don't get comfortable because this ain't gonna this ain't gonna stick around well so i was having an interesting conversation at work and not take away from this episode i realized last night talking with uh they brought screener john back at work and we were talking he's on a how i met your mother binge watch lately and we were talking about the podcast and i said you know and he goes what season are you guys doing? I said, we're doing season two currently. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was, we were talking about a couple things. And I said, you know, we were talking about how we had talked about the theory that if they had done a 10th season and done, like, most of that season with Ted and Tracy and then she dies at the end and he ended up with Robin, I probably could have adjusted to that better. And as we were talking about how he and I both think that we're both like a Marshall more than Barney or Ted – I said, you know, I wouldn't want to be Ted 95% of the time. I said, because for one, I said, he approaches a lot of things very aggressive sometimes. But then, as the joke always states, Ted Mosby can't close. Yeah, he's not a closer. And then we started talking about, like, the relationships Ted Mosby has had throughout, like, the, the entirety of the show. 
<clears throat> plus the like the relationship with his kids that we see him have through the show. And I said, you know what? I said, I know this show is called How I Met Your Mother. I said, but it should really be called How I'm the Villain of My Own Story. Oh, yeah, man. Because especially with the Victoria storyline, Ted had the perfect opportunity to end up with like the world's greatest girl. But he couldn't get over Robin. Yeah. And even later on down the line, when he ends up with Stella, he could have ended up with Stella, who is a great number two to Victoria. And yes, there were moments where like she asked things of him and he was like, oh, how dare you? And then she's like, oh, but you want this for me? And he's like, well, it's different. And it is, but it's not. But then all she asked was, I don't want you to be friends with Robin because, you know, I know it's always going to be a barrier that I'm going to have to to get over. It's an obstacle I can't overcome. And he's like, oh, oh, how dare you? Yeah. It's like, oh, you fucking dumbass. Like, that's a. I know I've done it before. I've been in relationships where I've been like, look, I'd really appreciate it if you don't talk to this person anymore. And it's not a fair thing to ask people of, but you ask because you know it's going to be that obstacle. Ted has sacrificed so much of his own heart, but yet when he wants to be in a committed relationship with somebody at the same time, he can't do it because of Robin. So he's, he's literally his own villain. No. Yeah. He a hundred percent. He's a self-sabotager. Um, I mean, think about the fact that because he wanted Robin in his life so badly, he invited Tony to his and Stella's wedding. Yeah. And that collapsed everything. Yeah. Obviously, we're jumping ahead, but like he sabotaged that whole thing because of that need to be like, I can't let her go. Well, and that's you know, the thing, and, like, I, and I'm not and I'm not agreeing that um, that what Stella did is okay. Asking him to to do that because like they've been friends for a while at this point, you know, and so it, it it's a hard ask. I understand why she would ask it because Victoria does the same thing later on. Yep, you know when she comes back, and so I get it because they recognize. That his heart isn't in it all the way. Exactly. You know, which is why I think the final <laughs> moments of the show really piss me off. Yeah. And this is this is after I talked this out last night with John. I said, because you know, like for nine seasons, you're really t- well, eight and a half seasons, you're teased about this woman that Ted is gonna marry and fall in love with. I said, and in that little bit of time we get to spend with her in season eight, you grow such an emotion with her so quickly, and they take her away from you so fast just for him to be like, okay, kids, that's how I met your mother. And they're like, oh, well, this isn't really a story of how you met mom. It's how you're you're over mom, and now you want Aunt Robin. And it's like... It's so- a story. It's him. You know the way I always looked at it? And obviously, we're way ahead, you know, in this thing because we're talking about the end. But I always viewed it as this was his way of kind of dealing with his grief and his guilt about still having feelings for Robin and and not knowing how to kind of move past. Tracy, it, it had been like I think like six years, yeah, since she had so died. kind of in a comparison. It's Tracy's scene <clears throat> where she's standing outside of the inn 
and she's talking to her ex in heaven. And she's like, look, I need to move on now. I'm, I need to. And then, like, yeah. she goes back in and breaks up with the dude. But, yeah, it's kind it, of a comparison. It, it, yeah, I, I agree. She's she's asking somebody else's permission to move on. Fair. That's what Ted is doing. He is at. Yes. And I know it pisses a lot of people off. And I get it. And I get it. But to me, the ending makes sense if you watch the whole series because he never stopped loving no. Robin. No, but I think that's what bugged me the so difference, bad. The difference being Tracy never asked him to choose. That you know is I mean? true. And so he was able to fully co- be committed to her because she didn't ask him to make that choice. She didn't put him in that spot. And when he's put in that spot, he picks Robin. That is like, true. He didn't have to pick Robin. So those feelings were like he, I don't believe for a second that he ever would have cheated on Tracy, anything like that. I think he was fully committed to Tracy. Robin may have been in the back of his head, but Tracy was in the front. I just would have wish we would have gotten more Tracy. <laughs> yes, I, that I 100% agree with that. All right, agree with that. but. Back to the world's greatest couple. Back to this one. Uh, we again. We are in uh, Lily's new apartment. Her tiny ass, literally one room apartment, smaller than the dorm rooms, the college dorm rooms that I have lived in. Dude, this, this is this is, is a studio apartment. Economy. Dude, it's like it's like a half of a studio apartment, man. It's ridiculously small. Um. Literally, you can see the entire room from where the camera is set. Like yep. that's the room. You've got uh, you've got a stovinker raider, which I thought was brilliant. It's a stove, a sink, and a refrigerator. And I was like, that's that's pretty. Yo, I would have totally rocked that in college if I could have had something <laughs> like that, man. That would have been pretty pretty baller. Her her tub, but it's not like it's just a tub. There's no shower or nothing like that. It's just a clawfoot tub, toilet. And a Murphy bed that you can't actually put down all the way. No, which I think is really funny. <laughs> Honestly, if it was me, I would have just taken the mattress off and just put the mattress just straight on the floor. Yep. And not even dealt with that fucking Murphy bed. Nope. Yeah, that would that would have been my my whole thing. Because I'm like, fuck that noise. I'm not sleeping on a cricket bed. Uh, we even hear her neighbor yelling at her something in uh, Lithuanian. And uh, on the wiki page, it gives us the translation to what he is saying. Oh, no shit. The full translation? Yeah. And so uh, apparently what he says is, stupid girl, I'll euthanize you like a dying horse. Oh, shit. <laughs> and it's funny because she she says some stuff. Yeah. Like she, she, she And the last thing she says is donkey. Yeah. So, like, she got close. With it, you know, because it was horse. She got she got close, which I thought was uh, pretty funny. Uh, and apparently, there's also a raccoon in her apartment. At Is first, that... I thought it was rats. I thought it was rats too. But the next scene, Ted says that they're that her roommate's a raccoon. Oh yeah, yeah. So because like I had written down rats because I was like, oh, it must be the, she must have rats. It's New York City. Something scurrying and ate the gift bag that the yeah. gift basket that she had. But then Ted specifically yeah, says raccoon. Says so I was raccoon. like, oh, so apparently she had a raccoon in her tub. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, so, so then we get to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> You've had a raccoon in your tub? Nope. 
Just thought I'd say that. <laughs> oh man, that would have been a good story though. <laughs> I I was like I was kind of hoping. I was like, give me a, give me a story I haven't heard yet. That would have been awesome. I'm I'm not sure that there are many stories that you don't know at this That's point. Probably true. Uh, so let me uh, head over to the bar. Ted is adamant that they need to help Lily get out of this place. Uh, then Robin has a suggestion. Why doesn't she just stay at Barney's place? You know, he's got this big apartment that nobody seems to have ever seen. Yeah. He's not having any of that. He's like, nope. This is no, nobody's staying over at my place. That's not how I roll. Uh, and then Marshall comes over and he's trying to get someone to go with him to an Alanis Morissette concert that he got tickets for uh, when he and Lily were together. And my first thought was, fuck yes, I'll go. Right. Because, like, I fucking love Alanis Morissette, especially in 05. Like, come on, or 06 at this point. Like, hell's yeah. I mean, let's do Jagged this. Little, Jagged Little Pill was like the soundtrack to my 95. Like the soundtrack to my 95 and my 96. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I would have totally like any these people over here ragging on Marshall for this shit. It's like, oh, fuck dude, it, it starts here, too. Yeah. Like, oh, Alanis Morissette. And I'm like, what's wrong with fucking Alanis Morissette? You would have thought Robin would have jumped on it considering she's a fellow Canadian. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I have a feeling. She is bitter toward Alanis Morissette <laughs> because her, as we see coming soon, her whole trajectory as Robin Sparkles, that's their take on Alanis Morissette. It is. You know? And so I, I do. I have a, I think deep down she doesn't like Alanis Morissette because they, they, maybe they butted heads or something on the, uh, Dude, you know, the singer amazing. scene. You know, the uh, Canadian the top scene. 20. Yeah, man. And uh, and and so I think maybe that's why she uh, she kind of goes in like why she would go in uh, on this just because Fair. of that. That's my own little like what they call head cannon, just just to make it make sense to me. I don't know. It's more Fair fun enough. that way. It's more fun. I can just I just imagine like she runs into Alanis Morissette and like throws a Timbit in her face or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's not a Priestly. Hopefully it's not a Priestly. That's very, very true. Uh, so where am I going here? <laughs> he he then mentions how he misses having someone to go with things <clears throat> like concerts. And he says farmer's markets. And then he mentions brunch. brunch. And he really likes brunch. I mean, like we said, though. Who doesn't fucking like brunch? Yeah, man. Brunch is awesome. I and also, I find it... I find it interesting real quick that it's episode five and just a couple episodes ago, we had brunch, like yep. the brunch episode. Yeah. It was a whole big thing. And now they're bringing up brunch again. I thought it was, I didn't realize it was going to be so soon Agreed. after that episode. Uh, and so when it was, when I saw it was this episode, I was like, Oh, I didn't realize that we were going to get the brunch episodes already. <laughs> brunch. But yes, man, you're right. Breakfast anytime. That's why Denny's is great. I mean, absolutely. I can get a I can get a freaking Oh uh, man, next time you're in town, we gotta get some eggs, generous. Get a plate of eggs and pancakes at freaking Damn, you know straight. two in the morning or two in the afternoon. Doesn't matter. Anytime. <laughs> anytime I please. And that's what makes it great. Uh so Ted suggests going to brunch alone. Okay, so I've I've eaten alone plenty of times. No big Same. deal. Whatever. 
apparently Marshall tried that to no success. The guy at the restaurant was uh, kind Did of a dick, man. You know, it made him feel bad uh, about it. And then when uh, Marshall suggests kind of tagging up with Ted and Robin going with them to brunch, Ted does the same thing. Yeah. And like makes him feel bad about that as, a, as that prospect. And I'm like, well, so here's the weird thing that I think is funny about the guy from the the restaurant itself. Okay. Okay. This was 2006. Yeah. Smartphones weren't really a thing at this point yet. Yeah, the iPhone know. had hadn't come out yet. Didn't nope. come out I think till like 2007. Imagine. And I, okay, so like the entire landscape of being like single in New York was different in 2006. Yeah. Imagine in today's society being single with things like Yelp and Google reviews and Facebook and a waiter being like, oh, you're here by yourself. (laughs) You'd be so fucking blown up on the Internet by the time that person even walked out the door that that fucking restaurant would be fucking scrutinized. Dude, he'd be, uh, they'd be getting railed on Twitter, and somebody would have made a TikTok about it. I don't know. It would have been a fucking lawsuit. It would have been wild. Like, Yeah, they'd have been getting dragged like crazy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Social media has definitely uh, made things very different. Yeah. Very different. I don't think people I don't think people were railing on uh on restaurants on MySpace. They might have been, but I don't know. <laughs> it's very I'm possible. Just saying, had somebody messed like laughed in my face like that, I can't say I wanted to punch the person in the fucking face. Yeah, Not to mention you just lost my fucking business. I'll yeah, go to Denny's. Yeah. But apparently Marsh see th- and this is where the thing I was kind of hinting at before really starts to to show itself. Marshall is in a very emotionally kind of troublesome place. Yeah, and I mean, but it makes sense they, though. Him, they think he's you know he's moved past. You know, we got that whole episode where he was like just down and everything. And then at the end he was making the pancakes. Okay. Yep. And so, Oh, he's okay now, but no, he's fucking not. Okay. No, you know, and nobody, he's... nobody's legit checked on him either. No, nah, man. Like he it's just like, is... Oh, Marshall's being Marshall again. Cool. He's lonely. He, and he just wants to go to fucking brunch. He wants to enjoy the company of somebody. And they're over here. First off, leaving him out. And making fun of him, yeah, and that's where it, and it and it progresses throughout the whole episode, but they make Marshall feel bad about it, and he believes it, you know. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're right. I shouldn't be going to brunch by myself or with these two people, you know. Right. Oh, you know, I'm the stupid one, you know. They yeah. they make Marshall believe that there's more going on with Brad than there's actually. It's just Brad. Brad's going through the same shit. It's just more fresh for him. Yep. You know, that's all it is. And they even say that. They say, you know, Brad's going through a case of, uh, what the hell do they call it? I don't remember what they call it. Like, that he, just that he lost his, his girlfriend or whatever. And uh, so did fucking Marshall not that long ago. Exactly. You know, and the fact that they are acting this way, it, it, rewatching that, I was like, man, 
Well, it's because they're There's still some shitty friends. Honey- well, they're still in their honeymoon phase, kind of. Yeah, like and they're... they want to they want to be alone and they want to do their thing, and they're probably still fucking all the time. Sure, but that doesn't mean that they got to treat oh, Marshall absolutely like a, not. You know, but as that's a fucking dick. I mean, we've both been in those new relationships where we've ignored the other. We've both been there. Ignoring is one thing. Doing what they're doing is a whole. True. I'm just saying, story. I mean, it, it's, I've seen it, yeah, not just from our friendship either. I've seen it from others. Yeah. And, and it's dickish all the way around. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so then we flash over to Barney's apartment and he walks in, he's on, uh, he's on like his headpiece on his phone talking to, <laughs> at the, so it, what sounds like his bookie and he's like threatening his bookie and it winds up. It's his mom, which I love that. Yeah. I love your mom. Click. And it's funny because we do eventually meet her, and uh, I think it's hilarious that at, you know some point in their life she became his bookie, and it was like doing that kind of thing. I was like, okay, in- interesting. I could see it. I was she, gonna say I could see Loretta doing that for him. Yeah, she's done some stuff. She loves her kid. <laughs> so uh, he pours himself a scotch. At least what I assume is a scotch, because that's kind of the only thing they usually drink. That and beer. Uh, and without looking at the couch, he greets Lily and the camera pans and she's sitting there on the couch, just kind of waiting for him. Apparently, like, like we said before, got the spare key from Ted, which, uh, I, I thought was, was funny. Cause she's just like, Oh yeah, I just, you know, Ted gave me a spare key. He's like, he's oh, like the spare, spare key. key. Uh, so Lily says that she, uh, is there because she had no other choice. And then we flash back to her apartment and she's trying to take her Murphy bed down and it's stuck and it's stuck. And she just pulls in, it rips the fucking wall open. Uh, and we see her neighbor. He's just, a, he's just chilling in a, in a recliner. I think he was like eating a TV dinner or some shit. Something like that. Yeah. Which I thought was uh, hilarious. The dude doesn't even flinch. Like his wall just got fucking yep. ripped open. And he's just like, Ugh. <laughs> this bitch that, that's like the look on his face he's like this bitch right here <laughs> that, that that's what i got from it uh so she asks uh barney if she can stay he's first off he says no you know it's straight out nope and she eventually is able to convince him to let her stay he agrees to let her stay for two days yes. he says also side note he's got a fucking 300 inch flat screen tv that takes up his entire living room wall. Wanted it's to mention that. Not the first that. time we see that either. Well, this, it's this it's the, the first, first time. time. Yeah, no, not it's the last the, time. Is what def, I mean. Yeah, definitely not the last time. Uh, but she's like, you don't even have a TV. He's like, you see that wall? Click, <laughs> light everywhere. But I love the oh, comment yeah. he makes because she's like, it's so bright. He's like, yeah, that never goes away. Yo, yeah, it hurts my eyes. That never goes away. I can't even imagine trying to watch a screen that big. Like, yeah, because like he was doing this, like moving his head back and forth as he's watching. Because like it's so big, you'd have to do that. It's like that's that's why one reason I don't sit like front row in a movie theater. Absolutely, like, it's why fuck. I like the middle of the theater because it's yeah. like you're it's like you're not too close, but you're not like too far back. Yeah, it's like fuck that noise. I don't want to fucking my neck up trying to watch this movie. No way. <laughs> No way. Uh, so then we go back to the apartment. Marshall uh, comes home after going to the concert with a friend. 
They think uh, Ted, Ted and Robin think, oh, ooh, a girl, you brought a girl. Who's his friend? And he's like, his name is Brad. Which we'd met Brad a couple of yes. episodes prior. We did not know his name, but we did meet him uh, in the previous episode in Ted Mosby yeah. Uh, Architect. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he even invites Brad to brunch. And this is where they start mocking him oh yeah you know saying openly that, mocking him yeah saying that brunch is girly and he's like breakfast isn't girly lunch isn't girly what he's like and then so ted does this whole thing well there's nothing girly about a horse there's nothing girly about a horn but you put them together and you get a unicorn and i say fuck you ted guy can like a unicorn get out of here absolutely it's like fuck off man bronies well, there's lots of them out there not to mention so that's a horrible fucking thing anyway, because yeah. if I find a horn, the first thing that comes to my mind is not a unicorn. I'm not like, oh, there must have been a unicorn running through here. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I mean, like, that's a horrible fucking analogy for Ted. Like, and I'll be honest, like, there's a lot of stereotypes about horses definitely being more girly. Like, Hell that's, yeah. you know, that's that's definitely a, a, a stereotype. About horses, so Ted's kind of wrong, anyways. When he I mean, when he says it again, Ted's the villain of his own story. He is, man, and I think because we see at the end, you know, Ted stands up for Marshall, right? I think Robin is influencing him here quite a I, bit. I think I can I, see that. I think his he <clears throat> because. She's making fun. That's the kind of person that she is. She she'll make fun of you for stuff like that. Ted has to do that now because he has to kind of <coughs> morph himself into whoever the person he's dating kind of wants him to be. Honestly, it's kind of funny that you say that too because I mean you're right. That's the kind of relationship that Robin and Marshall have, you know. And he's the only person on the show who doesn't have romantic feelings towards Robin. Yeah, like their friendship is literally just a platonic friendship where like. He looks out for her, like, but he wouldn't want to fuck her or bang her. Yeah. And so, yeah, so their friendship is the kind of friendship where, like, I, it's still new in this part of, the, like, the series. But later on down the line, like, you know, like, there's the the interventions and stuff. Like, she makes fun of him for the cat in the hat hat. Yeah. And, like, it's the kind of shit we would expect from Robin, but not this early in the show. Yeah, I think they're I think they're really trying to feel her character out a lot here. I, I think so, but this like you said, it just makes her and Ted look like total dicks in this episode. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh so we go back over to Barney's place. Uh Lily makes Barney some breakfast and he's like, Oh yeah, great, thanks. And he just throws it out. Oh yeah. And he gets all pissed because he, he told her his one rule don't change anything. Don't change anything. Yeah. I love how he grabs the coffee pot though and dumps the coffee pot. <laughs> Yeah. Like, he owns a coffee pot, but he doesn't... If I wanted coffee, I'd get some. And I'm like... Yeah. Ah. <laughs> like, he has all this stuff, but it's just for appearances. And so that they can be like, oh, uh, can I get some coffee? Like, girls can be like, can I get, you know, some coffee? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't... I don't you know, I'm, I'm out. out. You know? And th that That's his whole thing. You know? It's all a show. He's a magician. It's all a show. Yep. You know? It, it, it totally fits in. Uh, so he then gives her the tour, kind of showing her why this isn't a place for women to stick around. He shows her like the bedroom, and it's only got it's, so it's like a 
king, a king size, size bed. bed with a full size blanket and one pillow. One pillow. And then uh, the bathroom only has one, one towel. towel. And uh, do you see some... your hair dryer or this? And then there was those at your place. There's something about the toilet. Oh, is it like the lid? Yeah, the toilet doesn't see, stay uh, down. But this is okay. So I'm glad you brought that up because it's the first time he does the one thing in the episode that starts as a, it's a carry on joke for Barney Simpson. He shows her that the lid goes up automatically and he turns to her and goes, patent pending. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God. It's it's the start of a lot of his like little fucking mm-hmm. Barney Stinson patent pendings. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, who would have figured it started with the fucking toilet seat? <laughs> and where can I get one? I'm you got to talk to him. You gotta have to talk to him. And he also has a professionally lit wall of porn. Now, and and also, I mean, I didn't mention this, but he also has his awesome. Uh, uh, clone trooper, uh, stat or giant yes. fucking thing, which is pretty awesome. Um, so I was reading through some of the wiki notes, and it says that when we see the the trooper again, it's a stormtrooper. Yeah, it's different. It is, and it made me think. Later on, you know, I'm jumping ahead, but later on in the episode, uh, Lily redecorates his whole apartment yep and they move it we don't see what happens to it but they take the trooper out and she takes his porn yep. i think she legit gets rid of it all and so he has to get a new trooper so he I gets just... a storm trooper and he has to get a new porn collection and that's why his porn collection is smaller when he gives it to ted that could be because his porn collection, when he gives it to Ted, is not as big as what he has on that no, wall. No, definitely and he not. says it's his entire collection when he gives it to him. You're 100 correct, and I thought about that. Uh huh. Especially because so, like the the one he's got, it's just so fucking intricate, dude. It's it's huge. It's like two giant, full on shelves, like really wide shelves. I mean, we're talking probably easily eight feet of shelving. Oh, I'm I'm assuming it's at least eight. Like six, seven feet high, just like filled with porn, and, and like he said, though beautifully lit. Oh yeah, man, absolutely. Red lighting as well, which yeah. I thought was funny. Absolutely, great little fucking touch. <laughs> but yeah, I think she legit gets rid of that stuff. I could believe and he, that, and he has to re rebuy it. So it's uh, it, it to me it explains those two things. But, yeah, because yeah. like guys, I noticed that the stormtrooper was different in like from here to the next time we see it too. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I wonder if that was just a an incident or like if they like forgot what they had had in there. Yeah, but that I, makes sense. I, I don't, I don't know the like in like the the like outside of the story reason, but I'm choosing to believe that this is the reason why. No, it's a it's a great reason. I wouldn't hesitate to believe that for one minute. Yeah. Uh, so then we head over to brunch. It's brunch time. Marshall and Brad are enjoying some tasty food at I think it's the the popover pantry. I believe yeah, is where they went. Popover pantry, which comes back later on. Apparently, so, so does something else that's mentioned later. Cafe Lamar. Cafe Lamar comes back later, where well. Robin was going to go on her super date. Yeah, so it's uh, I, I'm I'm kind of excited to see these things pop back up. You know, we'll be watching an episode and they'll just be like, pop over Pedri. I'll be like, oh shit, it's that. Uh, so that'll be fun. Um, 
And so as they're enjoying some brunch, Brad invites Marshall to a Broadway production of Mamma Mia. Because who doesn't love Samaba? Yeah, man. Uh, Marshall, he acts excited. You know, he's kind of faking it. You can tell he thinks it's kind of weird. And I think that's because Robin and Ted have gotten in his head. I don't think that he would have thought it was weird. I don't think so either. But, I mean, at the same time, though, we don't. We don't ever know his actual reaction. Like we don't know that he does like Abba. That I is mean, true. That so is true. I mean, or maybe you know, I don't know. I just you're probably 100 right. It's probably I mean, the because well, the way I look at it, they just went to a concert together. So why is it a big deal to go to a show like a Broadway show together? Unless Marshall's just not you know just doesn't care for Abba, and that could be the reason. That could be. You know. I mean, um, if you run down the gauntlet of things that happen in this episode, though, I'm just saying brunch. Broadway, um, a concert. We've checked off all three of those things before. True. I'm telling you, True. this episode is about uh, we are Brad and Marshall. I, mean, I I agree with that, man. I totally. It's on being Brad. I guess. Hell <laughs> you yeah, just, bro. You just want you just want to be Brad current day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not denying that. <laughs> I'm going to go yeah. dance in a convenience store and ask the lady how much for the water and Cheetos. There it is. There it is. For those of you who don't know that reference, you're just going to have to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes. So then uh, we head back over to Barney's place. Uh, he wakes up, you know, with this random girl in his bed. He, you know, his one night stand that he just had. Uh, and she's just staring at him, man. Dude, like really staring. Yeah. At him. She's being creepy as fuck she's even like oh i didn't sleep i just i just watched you sleep yeah and i'm like what the fuck like right away you can tell this 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 girl's trouble yeah (laughs) uh and at one point she even says that she loves him as he's like trying to get her out of the the apartment and everything first he's like well are you cold i'm sorry you know my blanket and she's like no i laid here watching you and he's like yeah oh i'm sorry if you wanted to get a shower and i only got like one talent she's like oh i don't bathe every day yeah and And the the coffee yeah the coffee like boycotting coffee coffee. which first off i i can respect people who like respectively don't drink coffee I don't. But drink if coffee. you're telling me you, but that's okay because you drink other forms of caffeine. That's true. If you come up to me and I'm like, "Yo, you want to go get coffee or something?" and you specifically use the word boycott coffee, that is a red flag. Get the fuck away from me. I do not need that negativity in my life. <laughs> no, I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> uh, so then he <laughs> he then tries. I mean, I don't drink coffee, but if you want to drink coffee, you go right ahead and drink it. I will um, drink your coffee for you then that's i mean you're paying then um <laughs> he then tries to uh scare to her with the porn coy, yeah coyly show off the porn like oh oh, oh no. this was an oh look oh, i'm so disgusting uh and now she's cool with it man she's totally down she's like i'm you know it's it's i love that you're so comfortable with your sexuality yeah and he's just like it's oh. part of the reason why i love you yeah and, he, and i was like she Ted Mosby'd him. She did. She Ted Mosby'd him. And it's hilarious. <laughs> that he it's cringy and hilarious, and I love it. Dude, it um, is total cringe. And no matter what he does, man, she will not leave. No. Nope. She is she is there to stay. And that is until Lily walks in. 
Lily Aldrin. And she and this girl thinks that Lily is his wife. And Barney's like, yes, she is my wife. (laughs) I'm so sorry. And uh, she gets pissed off and storms out. And this is where Barney, he's pretty happy about this. Ooh, and we never see her again. Because she probably fucking killed herself. Haven't said that in a while. That's true. And uh, she probably did. I mean, just think about how how Barney treated her. Uh, That is probably what happened. Uh, So Barney, he's thrilled. And he decides, having Lily around, this could be a good thing, John. A great thing. Very good thing. Uh, But then we head over to the bar. Marshall is telling Robin and Ted uh, about the, the Mamma Mia thing. And this is where they tell him that it's a date. And this got me thinking, right? This is the moment where I started thinking about what they had been doing to Marshall this whole time. Because if if they were like actually being his friend here, then maybe they would recognize just how incredibly lonely and left out he is feeling. And that spending time with with Brad doing these things might actually be good for him. Right. I mean, it's getting him out of the house. Yeah. And it might help him heal a bit emotionally. But instead, they're just continuing to be complete dickheads about it. Oh, yeah. Well, it goes from, at this point here, it goes from being a level of dickness to straight gaslighting. Oh, yeah. Now you're just being a fucking horrible person. Oh, it's a date. First off, the dude went through something traumatic with his girlfriend who he was engaged to. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to fucking shit on him for just wanting to spend time out of the house. If anything, he's doing you two a favor by leaving you two the fuck alone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Maybe they're they're jealous. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's the funny thing, because Marshall makes that comment later on where he's like, you know, uh, you're jealous that I'm I'm starting to like in uh move in on your couple's territory, and it's like good for him for defending himself because again we've done everything that him and Brad did. Where is that even remotely not chill for just two people to fucking hang out and enjoy each other's company? Yeah, if if you if you if you're cool and like hanging out with the person, you should be allowed to go eat some food. You should be allowed to go see some music, go watch a show. If you're hanging out with people for like multiple hours in a day, you're going to get hungry at some point. So do you not just grab food or do you fucking make yourself suffer? Because I'm sorry, I'm getting food. Oh, it's 11 o'clock. We're going to have to wait like an hour or two because I don't want to. I don't think we should be going to a brunch. Right. Yeah, right there. That's what I say to that. (laughs) (laughs) It's so it's so ridiculous, uh, but anyways, forget them. We're heading back to Barney's place. That's right. Yeah, uh, jumping back and forth here, back there at uh, Barney's apartment, he is having some breakfast with some other random woman, some other random skank. Yeah, man, they're re- you know reading the paper, and he asks for the arts and le- I think it's arts and leisure, arts and leisure, and then he has to say it again loudly because. It's obvious now. This is it's the code. Yeah, this is the, the cue for Lily to come waltzing in. She makes this huge scene. 
slaps Barney in the face, which I think is funny because we're only a few episodes away from the beginning of the slap bet. Yeah. And so like we're they're priming us, like, oh yeah, we like seeing Barney get slapped. Just <laughs> just wait, folks. Just wait. Oh. And this causes the girl to leave. Uh she's like, I'm out of here. Just too much. Uh, Barney likes this arrangement, you know, but Lily has some stipulations. For instance, it's time to make his place a bit more homey. And so she just starts redecorating. This is the whole thing. You know, she gets rid of the stormtrooper or the, the clone trooper as it is. She puts down some throw pillows on the couch. Uh, they, they move his, uh, golf thing and put down an actual like rug she puts some plants in there and actual food in the apartment and then also gets rid of all the porn and there's a lot of porn there guys lots of porn somebody got lucky uh and i just wanted to get your thoughts on on her completely redecorating the the only one of those things that actually would bug me would be the stormtrooper well the clone trooper because that couldn't have been cheap that probably had to be a good four or five hundred dollars if not more yeah and yeah barney's barney's got money and shit but like still still um and i noticed something I'll, i'll swing back around to that but um it's like yeah, you want to make it a little bit more like a woman lives there and you're trying to make some touch-ups, but like getting rid of some of that stuff doesn't necessarily mean like a woman lives there. It means that a guy has taste. Yeah. Like, ooh, a few throw pillows. I've got throw pillows on my couch. Fucking well, he, here's here's my thing, right? She's like, okay, if you want this whole thing to be believable, like we got it, we should make it feel like you know a woman lives here, right? Yeah. But why would he want it to feel believable because if he brings a woman over to, to sleep with her and it feels like a woman lives there they're probably gonna shoot him down wouldn't that yeah wouldn't that risk them being like are are you married i mean you would think so but you it know? seems to work i mean i guess i mean it doesn't, it doesn't the, it the doesn't, whole thing doesn't last long but no it just it it seemed backwards to me like to him agreeing to it a hundred percent you know it's um, like no but it's it's at the end of this scene when they make the bed, and she's like, "Oh, it was a really great choice getting the satin sheets." And he's like, "Oh, if my bed's yeah. gonna..." Well, that was act- actually at the end of the next time they go there, but we can talk about it here. Oh no, go ahead. Then we'll get there when we get there. Because uh, that's it's a very short scene. We'll just talk about it, and then we can kind of roll through the uh, some some of the Marshall stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next time we we head over to Barney's place. Yeah, Lily convinces Barney to to re, to do his bedroom. Yeah, and yeah, they do the whole the whole bed sheet and every the and everything with the uh, like satin sheets. Yeah, or whatever. satin sheets, and he says, yeah. "My bed suited up essentially." Yeah. And this and is where I noticed that he was wearing purple. Yes. I hadn't I didn't notice it before, but like this it's like is, it's prominent in this yeah. scene. Well, this is this is yeah, he's definitely wearing it here, and then. So he's like, oh, I'm going to go out and hang out with some friends. And Lily's like, oh, you know, I was going to watch some TV, but now I think I'm just going to stay here and lay on this bed. And Barney's like, and he picks up a remote and he turns on the TV, which again, wall-sized television. Yeah. And this is where I noticed it. This is the first time he says it. Lily goes, come on, seriously, what do you do? And he's like, please. please. And I was like, 
Oh! I'm like, there it is! Like, it's the very first, please! I, I loved it. Please. Please. <laughs> and then he, he decides to stay and hang out with her. Yep. Yeah, you know, as they uh, watch some TV. He says, I'll stay for the monologue. That's what he says. Yeah, the monologue. Yeah. Uh, so then we uh, head over to the back over to the apartment and Marshall comes in. He reveals that, uh, you know, it did seem kind of like a date to him. And again, I think it was really just most of it was just hit, them being in his head. Uh, it makes me wonder, like, how would he have acted? How would he have reacted if they had never brought any of that stuff up? The the only one of the things that happens on the, the hangout with him and Brad that kind of bugs me at all is the chocolate on the face. Yeah, that was that was that weird. one was the overstep. The rest of it completely explainable. Yeah, it, it was definitely weird. Um, because yeah, he like licks the napkin. Yeah, he's like, like licking it and then he's like dabbing at it. It's, it's like, bro. It's you got like something on your face. You he's like, you it. got some chocolate on your face. And Marshall's kind of wipes the opposite side. All he should have been like, no, no, man, the other side. The oh, other okay. Side. And then he would have gotten it. And it's like, and he's like, he's like, oh, no, nah, I got it for you, bro. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, nope, there's where it overstepped. That, yeah, that was definitely weird. I'm like, mm, <laughs> that might no. have been a flag on the play. Five yard yeah. penalty, offensive team. Like maybe if he dipped it in his water. That'd be less nah, weird. Even then, so. But the licking made it like extra weird to me. I think they did that just to kind of put it in you yeah. like maybe Marshall's not overthinking it, but Yeah. But still, even then though, that's the only thing that I could have picked apart about the yeah. he over because I'm sorry, he's right. He uh, he asked Marshall out to dinner before whatever. Why wouldn't he pay for dinner? He invited Marshall. Yeah. I hundred percent understand him picking up the check. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then Brad uh, invites Marshall to a wedding in Vermont at yeah. a at a B and B, and they'll be sharing a room. And okay. again, fair enough. It's yeah. it was supposed to be uh, him and his girl at the time. Yeah, you can't get another room. Understandable. Things are going to be booked up. It's a fucking wedding. Yo, man, Walt and Whitman sweet, bro. Walt Whitman sweet. <laughs> but I mean, even then, though. So you're going to share a room with a dude. You fucking pound some pussy, and you fucking step out and let your bro come in. He pounds some fucking pussy. You see this haircut? No. You don't. <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, Marshall actually says no first off here. Yeah. You know, because I think the the, the whole wiping of the cheek thing or the chin thing and yeah. then Ted and, and Robin him a being in his head about it all freaked him out. Probably. And so he's like, no. But then Brad starts to cry. You can see, this is where you really see he's emotionally broken right now, too. And I think Marshall sees that. I think that's yeah. part of the reason why Marshall says yes. Oh, yeah. But even then, though, so Ted says it, too. Ted's like, oh, wedding crasher style? Yeah. First off, you got a problem against going into a fucking wedding and trying to hit on some bridesmaids? Because, I mean, I'm going to hang out with my wang out. I'm going to boom, boom with the bridesmaids. Yeah, you're gonna I'm walk, gonna rock out, rock out with, with my cock, cock out. out. <laughs> it's a good movie. I haven't watched that in so long, but it's a good movie. Uh, yeah, and the fact that Ted Robin again not being supportive, <laughs> just continuing to you you Shit gave the, the you gave the perfect word earlier, gaslighting him. Yeah, into thinking that everything that's 
going on here is 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 wrong in some way and it's like oh literally fuck yourselves both of you at the same time i don't care like i'm sorry that you two found your happiness in one another and you can be happy in the current time but fuck you for hurting your friend yeah and like legitimately fuck you like you were you were there at the beginning of the episode for lily and you're all like Oh, this is a great fucking apartment. Oh, and then Marshall's trying to be happy, and you're like, "Oh, you're fucking gay." Yeah. Oh, I don't... how does it feel to date a guy? Yeah, it's not. It's not like you know they're they're not over there. Be like, "Oh, look at this tiny ass apartment." Ha ha ha, Lily. You oh, suck. You're a fucking raccoon in your fucking uh, tub. Like you're poor and you're alone, Lily. Ha ha ha. No, but they essentially are doing that same fucking thing to Marshall yeah. because. He's a guy. He's like, a guy. Fuck off, man. Like, like so much sexist. So much fucking off right now. Uh, so the next day, Marshall is uh, he's all dressed up, looking good, heading over to Brad's place so they can leave for the wedding. And then he spots Brad standing there with some calla lilies, and Marshall freaks out and he calls I- Ted. I do have to say, though, I love when Marshall finally gets over to him. I love his fucking line about, he's like, I'm very honored that you get me Callaways. They're my favorite flower, and I don't know how you knew that, but thank you. (laughs) Yes, that was fantastic. Uh, During this little freakout, though, before that, uh, he calls Ted, and Ted and Robin, like, laugh at him. this uh, This is where I caught that Robin was wearing the purple again. Because she wore it at the beginning, and then she was wearing purple again here at the end. Really, like, they're really kind of trying to hit it home with this yeah. thing, um, which I, I found interesting. But, yeah, then, yeah, Marshall walks up uh, to Brad, confronts him about the flowers, which was a, an amazing little moment. I thought <laughs> it was hilarious. Well, it's funny because you always forget, like, that Marshall is a... He is a well-rounded individual. He is. There's you know? there's a lot of things about Marshall that I absolutely love that they pick on him for all the time. He's very in tune with his emotions, and I love yeah. that about him. I mean, just him as a person in general, though. Like they pick on him all the time. Like there's the episode where um Robin's like, Have you ever seen yourself when you walk down this street? And he's like and he helps the dude fix the bike, and they like break dances. Yeah. And she's like, "There's only one place where something like that happens, and a cartoon bird lives there." <laughs> and it's like, first off, yeah, first off, Marshall's from Minnesota, where the most random thing that's probably going to happen is he's probably going to fucking encounter an alcoholic. Which is why, when when he visits the suburbs later on, why it's it's so attractive to him. Yes. And that's a hundred percent. First off, by that time in the show, he's already been mugged by the monkey. He's been living in New York City most of his life. His only two friends are fucking tiny little dudes who are both in like committed relationships at that point. Why wouldn't he want to go to the fucking suburbs? Yeah, Marshall's he, built for that kind of life, where he can go to Costco and and just get his <laughs> shit in bulk. <laughs> I don't have to crouch through doors. Why are doors so tiny? <laughs> why are doors so tiny i love it uh yeah yeah. uh so then as he's as he's kind of confronting brad about you know the flowers and everything that's going on caro or kara walks up mid-sentence and it's just like wait what the fuck is going on because and apparently they got back together 
and are now going to the wedding together. And Brad did not call Marshall to tell him, which was totally fucked up. Oh, I mean, it absolutely was. And I could see why it would slip your mind. Like, I'm not going to. I mean, I, it was an, I guarantee you it was a legit mistake. Because, I mean, even Brad's like, man, like, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying I get it. I mean, Walt Whitman sweet, bro. (laughs) Walt Whitman sweet, bro. (laughs) You know, if I was Marshall, I'd have been like, sorry, Kara, the room is mine. You're going to have to find your own. (laughs) But yeah, so. uh, He invited me. (laughs) He invited me, bitch. Uh, that would uh, I think that would have actually been actually extra funny if they had done that. But uh, so then we go back over to Barney's place, and uh, now we are back at the beginning of the episode where he and Lily wake up together. Uh, he accuses her of spooning him against his will. Yep, I thought it was interesting, uh, and he just kind of unravels here. You know, thinking you know, thinking they're in a relationship, and he's freaking out about it and everything, and Lily's just like. That that's not how this works, you know. Like that, like that, uh, that old commercial, uh, where it's like, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> She's put, putting pictures on her face on her wall, like it's I Facebook. Just, I love <laughs> how like he he says the thing about being in a relationship, and Lily's like, "Is this what you think a relationship is like?" Yeah, and like she like she explains it to him so sweetly though, and it's one yeah. of the reasons why like Lily is always one of my favorites because like. Her, her and Barney are the reverse Robin and Marshall. Like, there's no romantic interest from from Lily to Barney. Yeah, I, Barney would bang her, yeah. but she would never return that. Yeah, he would bang her just because she's you know alive, a woman. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like you know, so it's kind of like it's kind of funny because like she looks out for him all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, it's a fun moment. Like, I love how she's like, no, Barney, this is this is adult life. Like, this yeah. is how things happen. Yeah. Uh, then we see, because we, you know, we learned that uh, she's no longer going to be staying there. And we see that Lily has mm-hmm. taken all of the stuff that she kind of got and redecorated Barney's place with. And is now just has it all in her tiny oh, apartment. Yeah. That's it's how she hilarious. furnished her apartment. Yeah. And then we get a, a final scene with uh, we're out on the street. Ted and Marshall are walking uh, down the street and they run into Brad. And it, the whole thing kind of plays out like like exes running into one another, yep. which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, and it eventually ends with Marshall asking Ted uh, to tell him if he, that he thinks Brad looks fat, even if he doesn't, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. I thought it was. He does. Yeah, I thought this is the the only moment, the only moment in the episode where I thought Ted was actually being a good friend. Well, and see, this is one of those moments. So this is this is the Ted a hundred percent. Like you know how there's the there's a scene later on, and I think it's like season, it's late season seven or early season eight, where Barney's pissed at Ted and he's trying to find out how many times like he's dishonored Barney. And Marshall goes through the bro code and he's like, look, I've read this thing cover to cover. And he's always like exonerated the bro code. Like always. Yeah. This is one of those moments where Marshall's like, Marshall literally says, it's like I said something funny. And Ted's like, ha, 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 that was funny. Yeah. And then he's like, tell me, he goes, you don't have to mean it, but tell me he looks fat. 
And he doesn't even look back at his, or I guess he kind of like glances, but he's like, he looks fat. Yeah. He's being a hundred percent fucking wingman bros on her right there. Oh like, yeah. And, and you know what the difference is, right? No Robin. No Robin. Right there. That's the, right there. I think that she is a, she is a bad influence on him. Look, a hundred percent. I would agree. I'm not even. I there's no if answer, buts. I 100 agree with that statement. Yeah. Now I don't know how she is 30 years from now. From then, gaslighting horror. But who knows? You know, maybe she's a better person uh, 30 years down the line. How do we know she doesn't kill Tracy? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure she had. I mean, I don't know what she would have killed her with, but I was always under the assumption that she had like some sort of like legit disease. But do we know that she had some disease? They never really discussed that. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna question the creators. Ooh. I think Robin Shibotsky kills Tracy McGonagall. Is that her? That's not. No, that's not her last name. It, it's. it's Ma- I, I think it's McConnell. Oh, it might be. I think McGon- McGonagall. No. That's from Harry Potter. I, I don't care. <laughs> she kills her. She fucking kills her. So the Ted can come back to her. Was it like a horror. Was it like a slow poisoning type type of thing? Why not? Yeah, some something undetectable. It's kind of like, like when you put eye drops in somebody's food. If you do it at a uh, low enough dosage, all it does is give somebody the shits. But if you put enough in there, you can poison somebody. You've probably given plenty of people the shits, then, haven't you? No. <laughs> That's not You're the joke like, I want to play. But I will. <laughs> no, the joke. You know the joke I want to play on somebody, and it's gonna be you when I do it. You son of a bitch. I'm gonna I'm making an exploding meatball sub then. I'm just saying. That's fine. It's gonna because I've already told face. you the prank I'm gonna pull on you one day without telling you, and that's put Viagra in one of your drinks and not tell you. So that this way here you have to walk around with a random boner for part of a day. And it's Fair. gonna be fucking hilarious. Fair. I'm gonna be like, Fair. let's go to the mall. By the way, I got you this Gatorade. <laughs> and you'll have chugged it without even thinking about it. But like, oh, by the way, I also put Viagra in <laughs> your drink. I'll put I'll put one. <laughs> Just so that I know that you do get it. You're like, I'm putting one in all of the drinks. <laughs> I'm sacrificing myself for this prank. <laughs> Sometimes you got to sacrifice yourself for the better good. Fair. I like it. So uh, that wraps up this the episode, uh, World's Greatest Couple, Season 2, Episode 5. John, what are your final thoughts on this episode? I love this episode, man. I love anytime Brad is in an episode, I love it. Yeah. Um, I love brunch. I love I, I, yeah. this whole episode just makes me happy. I like so for the getting the to spend more time with Marshall because he's yes. my favorite character on this show. He is definitely like the more and more I think about it. I'm like, I'm definitely a Marshall. Um, you so, got some yeah. Barney. You got some Barney though. you're like a mix. First off. That is Trust 100% me. true. Yes, but we aren't talking true. about that right now. It's like I I'm definitely a Marshall. Uh, and yeah. you're a Marshall Ted. <clears throat> I'm a Marshall Barney. You're a Marshall Ted. That's fair. That's that fair. is a little bit of a difference between us. I like it. I, I like it. Uh, yeah, no, I like it. <laughs> uh, all right. So, folks, for those of you who have uh, been watching our show, you know what time it is. For those of you who have not, well, you're in for a treat because it's time for Barney's Blog. That's right. You better and maybe make it purple. I don't know. Make it rain. That's up to make it rain. 
right. Oh, there was a 20 in there. <laughs> That's a future reference, folks. <laughs> All right. So this edition of Barney's blog is titled The Amazing Morning After System. <laughs> it uh, was written Tuesday, October 17th of 2016, or 2006 at 10.41 a.m. And it reads as such. How many times has this happened to you? You rise from majestic slumber only to discover last night's query sharing your sheets. You you got her in, got her on, and now you have to get her out. Easier said than done. <laughs> Hello, I'm Barney Stinson. If you're like me, you've encountered this problem thousands of times, often several times on the weekend. It's okay to admit it. You're scared of the talk. Fear no more, friends. I'm proud to introduce Barney Stinson's amazing morning after system, patent pending. Booyah! <laughs> You've tried it all. Cold silence, televised football, fake blood. Still, those chicklings keep on nesting. Well, gentlemen, look no further. In just a few short weeks, for a few short hundred dollars, I'll turn your awkward morning after cuddle sessions into guilt-free self-cuddle sessions. You'll learn such rudimentary gambits as, and then he goes through a little list of uh, of some things. We've got the chalk outline. It says a little police tape and a body shape, curiously like hers, can expedite an extradition. That's fair uh, enough. That's that's creepy. You might get the cops called on you there. I don't know. Uh, Morn porn says, watch it. You don't have to like it. You have to love it. Plus, you can keep watching when she leaves. You don't even have to get up. Hmm. Uh, the next one is fire with an exclamation point. Uh, smoke machine. Get one. If you don't see results, upgrade to police issue tear gas. Oh, She'll God. be crying anyway, so why not offer her a head start? <laughs> that goes back to the whole like you know you got to be willing to sacrifice yourself because I mean if you're dropping tear gas in your in your apartment, I mean you're gonna get hit too. Oh man! Uh, so we got two more. We got uh, animal sacrifice. Let's face it, girls like animals. Undoubtedly, you've already discovered the make and model of her childhood pet while enduring conversation. Apply your knowledge by standing over her with a knife and a replicant animal that's what it says it says a replica animal that's great uh set of 20 plastic hyperallergenic replica animals of every stripe included in the advanced morning after system patent pending <laughs> fake so then the last one is fake wife uh also known as the fife aka the barney fife is ah. an is an yes. instant yes is an instant classic. Have your fife primed and ready to go uh, the night before. She'll need a call time and some angry patter. Strippers escorts make excellent fifes as they often work for reduced rates in the morning and consider themselves actresses anyways. Or you can always conscript a desperate female friend. They says warning in the hands of amateurs these ruses will backfire. St uh, stranding you in a relationship, kicking sand in your own eyes, day uh, day after sexless day. Man up, try the Barney Stinson morning after system, 
and make last night go away forever today. And he's and he's got the the make last night go away forever today with the little registered symbol. Like he registered ah, that ah, ah. um that little phrase. I can see that. Yeah. Uh and so there's a little a little note, a little trivia note uh about this one. It says Barney's attempts to name the fake wife gambit after himself may be because of his regret not naming the lemon law after himself. Ooh. So that's why he calls it the Barney Fife. That I can see that. Yeah. He does at the end of the episode, the other girl's like, I'm gonna lemon law you. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, oh, that's that is great. Yeah. Yeah, so that was Barney's blog, everybody. Uh, I hope you suited up and uh, enjoyed your time there. Uh, you might want to get tested, though. I'm just saying. I'm Full just disclosure, saying. he's probably got something. He probably does. So, uh, yeah, that's about all that I've got. John, tell them where they can find you. Ooh, well, why don't you hop on over to Twitter? And you can find me here at Simply Sane J1. It is the corresponding Twitter to my podcast and blog, Simply Sane with J. Uh, go there, learn all about me, only me, and nothing but me. If you want to find out more about me and Josh, well, then I mean, then you'd have to go over to Off the Ropes with John and Josh. Most of does talk about wrestling, which could bore some people, could get some of you, you know, really excited because I mean, we do talk about some pretty cool shit over there. Yeah. Um, Josh, just, what about you? What you got? Uh, uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J P R A Y N O R, as well as right down here at Movie Blog Merc. That is a Twitter page for my site, Merc with a Movie Blog. Uh, so be sure, guys, uh, don't only come on Mondays. Come back on Fridays because How I Met Your Father just dropped today on Hulu. Two episodes. And we are going to be covering that every week. <laughs> Hosting episodes on Friday for that, so be sure to check us out there. And if, uh, I mean, just in case you haven't, go and ring that little bell. You'll get notified every time we put up a new episode. Absolutely, absolutely. Which and hopefully of course, you also smash that subscribe button, <clears throat> smash it all over the place. And there's and a if, like button. Yeah, if you like what you're watching, if you like looking at our uh, pretty mugs, hit that like button. It really helps us out. Yeah, no one wants to see that. Well, maybe they do, and maybe it'll get us more likes and subscribe. <laughs> Do it up if it's going to work. I don't know. Follow my beard. Yes. 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 Uh, you can also listen to us on podcast form. We are uh, on anchor.fm backslash uh, last call H-I-M-Y-M. And you can also uh, find us on all the major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on there now. And you can actually leave ratings on Spotify now. That's a new thing they just started uh, doing. Um, but if you leave a five-star review on either spotify or apple podcast we will read it out oh, yeah. right here on the show uh and if you leave a voice message on anchor you can go to anchor.fm slash last call h-i-m-y-m leave us a voice message and we will play it we've done that before that was really cool uh so definitely do that let us know your thoughts we always want to hear what always you guys have hear. to say and of course follow us on twitter at last call h-i-m-y-m for all my fun little tweets about how i met your mother how I met your father, whatever the case may be, I goats. like to tweet. Yeah, goats. I might just randomly put a just a picture of a goat with no no words. It'll just be a goat, no explanation. If you know what it is, you know what it is, and that's all that we. That's all I gotta say about that. But uh, yeah, that's all I have. Uh, so, John, what do you got for him? 
got a joke before I give the closing line. <laughs> Ooh, let's hear it. It's, it's not a How I Met Your Mother joke, but it's close. Okay. What generation did Forrest Gump belong to? I don't know. Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good now one. Listen. <laughs> now listen, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. Catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.